0: 6 to
1: 7 p.m. Sport on with Tubby Somosia.
0: And a very good evening and thank you for uh, joining us on SAFM Spot On on this flashback Friday. I am not alone. Luyolom Kalipi and Katlego are producing and Baba Lam Duma is in technical. Tonight we like to talk about, we like to go back in time, actually on Fridays, to look at historic moments in our sport and also celebrate our heroes while educating the young ones about the history of South African sport. And tonight I think we will tick all those boxes with one man. Tonight we will be in conversation with Dr. Ali Baha from former South African a test cricketer and captain, but probably known by another generation as an administrator and the man that managed to help navigate a seamless transition of cricket in the dawn of the new South Africa. He's still involved in sport. You might remember that a couple of uh, weeks ago or a couple of months ago we had a chat with him. He was part of the ministerial committee looking into the irregularities at Sasko and Dr. Bacha tonight will talk to us about historic and defining moments in South African cricket pre and post isolation. So it is uh, basically we are basically going to school class will be in session shortly there's a lot to talk about with dr bacher and please feel free to join the conversation at any time on 891 you can also sms us on 40938 our whatsapp number is 061-4104-107 we take whatsapp voice notes on that number that is 061-4104-107 and for those on social media we are using the hashtag SAFM spot on
1: Flashback Fridays Flashback Fridays on SAFM
0: before we begin our chat with dr ali bacha let's just give you a quick cricket update Uh, the proteas and pakistan are scoring off in the first of three t20 internationals this one is being played at newlands and pakistan won the toss and put south africa in to bet and the proteas at the moment are on 19 without loss in the third over and uh, there are couple of changes here. I see wicket keeper Gian Cloutier is playing in only his second T20 international. So he's opening the innings with Ariza Hendricks for the Proteas. And this is part of the doubleheader. Of course, earlier today, the Proteas women's side beat Sri Lanka by seven wickets with captain Danefa Nickerk leading from the front, taking three for 12 as they restricted them to 90 for eight in their 20 overs. And then she came back with an unbeaten 71 of 55 balls to lead the Proteas to victory over Sri Lanka in the first of three T20s in their series. So We'll keep you updated as we go along But now let's welcome Dr Ali Baha Who's been kind enough to join us in studio Dr Baha, good evening and thank you very much sir For gracing us with your presence My pleasure, thanks for inviting me I mentioned earlier that we use the slot Dr Baha Just to educate, inform and look back at historic moments in SA sport While also celebrating our heroes And we're going to go back in time with you tonight Firstly, there's a generation that doesn't know that You are national team player and captain including me uh, It might have been short But how do you look back at your playing days?
2: I never think about it. That's me in life. Um, if I've made mistakes in the past, and we all make mistakes, I often think about them, try to rectify them. But, you know, life's been so good to me and fast that, uh, you know, if you talk about my passing in cricket, I'll have to think, you know, very clearly and uh, remember some of the things that I was involved in. But, look, you know, I, I had a – a career that uh, basically was my family and sport, and I can recall as a kid, age 4 or 5, it was soccer, it was tennis, it was cricket. Uh, The late Don Bradman was my hero. Mm -hmm. He averaged 99.9 in Test Match cricket, and I think one of my greatest moments in my career, career is that in 1992, on the way to the World Cup, my wife and myself stopped over in Adelaide and we had an evening with him. Wow. And he was unbelievable. I mean, he knew more about South African career than I did. Oh. Um, and he's probably the greatest sportsman the world's ever seen. And nobody's come close to emulating what he achieved uh, in in world cricket. Um, I went to Yaval Boys Primary School, played all sports, went to King Edwards, played cricket. And I think back to my cricket career, is that. I think I was 17 and a half, 18, I first played for Transvaal. Mm. So I played from 1960 to 74. I had 14 years, um, loved every moment of it, and I was very privileged and honored that when I was 21, I was made captain of Transvaal. So I was a very young person, uh, but I had some very good people around me. that gave me a lot of support. Um, at that time, we... Always came second to Natal. (laughs) Couldn't beat them. Uh, Always second. um, But after the late Jackie McGlue retired and Roy McLean retired, uh, I think we started to get confidence. And I think one of my, not finest moments, but moments that I really think back with a lot of pride is that we had a Curry Cup team that won five Curry Cups in a row. And you must remember that at that time, because international tours were not every year. Mm. So when you played Natal, they had all their top players. Mike Proctor, Barry Richards, you played yeah. Western Province all the time, Eddie barnes So it was very tough. In fact, some of the cricket was more competitive than the test matches I played in. <laughs> so we had um, five consecutive wins. Um, Lee Irvin was yes, probably our I've best batsman, a magnificent batsman. The late Brian Bath opened the batting with me. And I've just come back from Perth. Mm. I spent three days with my great friend, Domokai Uh He was a left-arm, medium-fast bowler. He was our bowler. And he's not afraid to tell the world that he won the five Curry Cups for me. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I understand you're one of the leading run scorers in that Curry Cup. But he has a record. Um, one of the greatest... Bats in the world's ever seen is Barry Richards, oh. and he opened for Natal, and Cox got him out fourteen times, oh. and it was quite amusing because Cox wasn't scared or afraid to tell the opposing batsman how good he was. <laughs> so when Barry used to open the batting, as he came to the crease, Cox would say, "Look, it's seven times." <laughs> the next time, eight times, <laughs> ten <laughs> times, fourteen. But he got him out fourteen times. Uh, so he he was a great achiever But he also said that Barry Richards Also got millions of runs against him <laughs> You mentioned Don
0: Bradman earlier on And I understand that he could have actually finished With an average of 100 It's
2: the last test, mate It's 1948, I want to get it correct uh, It was the first test at the Oval And there was a leg spinner, Eric Hollies From Warwickshire And he came out to bat And he was bowled Second ball, a googly for a duck Duck i think if he'd got two or three Four. runs yes. it would have been a hundred average but you know what we wouldn't be talking about it. the fact that he got 99.9 we talk about it if he got a hundred we wouldn't have spoken about it
0: <laughs> and you personally how much do you
2: remember about that double hundred that you scored against the
0: australians for transvaal i think it was
2: 235. look that was let's see that's 1966 uh in November, the Australians came here for a full tour, five test matches, played all the provinces. The captain was Bobby Simpson, and we beat them. It was a magnificent game, four days of cricket. I was fortunate, I did get 235. Um, it was an extraordinary game of cricket. Uh, the late Tony Tiller, my leg spinner, bowled Graham McKenzie out in the last over of the fourth day. Mm. So we beat Australia. That was the first time ever that a Australian team had been beaten in South Africa, which reflects the dominance of Australia against South Africa before the Second World War and, and immediately after the Second World War. Mm. And
0: you mentioned that you were an opening batsman. You uh, also batted at three at first drop. How do you look at the, at, at the role of an opening batsman from your days and now? How, how has it changed? How has it evolved?
2: Oh, it's a completely a different game today I mean if you look at the batsman's bats mm. they're thick yeah. they can hit the edge and go for four or six our bats are thin and if you hit it in the middle of the bat you've got a chance of getting to four if you hit on the edge you could never get one so the bats are a lot better today um, they score a lot quicker today the players there are a lot fitter nobody smokes I mean I When I think (laughs) back on my trans on South African team, half our team smoked, man. And, you know, the chaps had a job. Nobody was paid. In fact, when we beat Australia for the first time, that is, South Africa beat Australia 3-1 in the 1966-67 series, we got a bonus of 75 rand. Oh, wow. And we were so excited. And my wife and myself lived in a rent-control flat in Kalani. We got 75 Rand and it paid for one month's rent. We were oh, so happy. No way. But things have changed and it's changed for the better. And I'm happy that the top players that are really earning good money because, you know, they're the stars. They bring the crowds. They get the television audiences. So I'm happy for them. No problem. And who are the, some of the
0: guys that you like watching these days, Dr. Ali Baha?
2: Well, my favorite was always A.B. de Villiers. I mean, he, he was the most innovative batsman I think the world's ever seen. With the 360. Uh, he played reverse sweeps. Uh, he was refreshing. Uh, he was just an extraordinary batsman. And how good was he? I've always said that the two best batsmen this world, country's ever seen is Barry Richards and Graham Pollock. But having seen A.B. play for a long period of time, I would put him in that category. He really was world-class innovator, and it's very sad that you know after 14 years of international cricket, or really given so much pleasure to millions of cricket supporters around the world, that he's not there be part of our South African national team. Mm.
0: Now, let's move forward a little bit. How did you get into administration with Transvaal? Because you are seen as, the, as one of the first full-time sports administrators. And uh, I do understand that after your playing days, you went to go practice at the, as a GP, and you were even stationed at Barrett sometime.
2: Well, look, I, you're making me think <laughs> back. Um, I qualified as a doctor for university in 1967. I spent two years... Internship at Barraguanath Hospital and the Telsprate Hospital. Uh, in 1970, for nine years, I had a general practice in Rosebank. I enjoyed it. I really loved trying to help who I can, patients that came to see me. Um, and then the early 70s, even whilst I was playing, I became a, a member of the Transvaal Cricket Board. Mm. So I was an administrator plus and a ke- player and a player and captain. And Captain, and um, I think they should be in very good stead because in 1981, uh, I had cardiac bypass surgery. I was one of the first people in this country to have that, that procedure uh, at the Helen Joseph Hospital, and I'll never forget that moment. The operation was on a Monday morning, and I woke up, and I was very nervous because I would never had an operation before in my life. And I can recall waking up at 10 o'clock at night and I turned around and I saw the lights outside hmm. and I realized I'd made it. Oh, oh I'll tell you what, that, that I'll never forget, that moment. So that was in 1981. And then whilst I was in hospital, Don, the same Don Mackay Coggle, who was vice chairman of the board, I was the chairman then, he and Joe Peminski came to see me. And they offered me the position of a full-time chief executive of Transvaal Cricket. And I think I became the first full-time chief executive of any sport in this country. Yeah. And it started in 1981, and, you know, I had um, a wonderful period. It lasted until 2003 when I retired after 22 years of full-time administration in cricket. And, look, there's some tough times the rebel tours mm. the late hundred cornier with he said uh uh parting. uh but when i think back i i was very privileged because you know i think most people go to work with they're really not excited about the day uh, they've got responsibility they've got a family they've got to earn a living but those 22 years for me was oh was such a wonderful period of my life because I was passionate about the game. I loved the game. My family, my wife gave me every support. I mean, I worked seven days a week. It, it made me happy early in the morning on Sunday to find somebody in East London, Paul Elizabeth, how we going in the townships, or with any good creators coming through. Call S F M right now. now on 0891 104 207.
0: And a quick cricket update Proteas have moved to 41 for 1 in the 6th over of the first of three T20 Internationals against Pakistan this one being played in Cape Town Pakistan <laughs> won the toss put the Proteas in to bat. And let's go to the lines now already we've got people calling us Cabello has called us from Pretoria Cabello good evening thank you for joining our conversation with Dr Ali Bacha. Musi,
3: how's <laughs> it?
0: Fine thank you and you sir. Hello Cabello
3: uh, hello, can you hear me? Yes,
0: we can hear you loud and clear.
3: I was saying how Cape Town treating you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very nice. It was very nice. We are back in Johannesburg now. Thank you.
3: Okay, thanks for bringing the legend of the
2: cricket in. Hi,
3: um, Mr. Ali Baha, How is it, Mr. Ali Baha?
2: Hi, hi. Uh,
3: you know what? I, I grew up knowing Ali as, as an administrator of cricket. I didn't know this such accolades in the moment that Tabitha was mentioning them and you were mentioning them how you achieved um, so far, I have got a question about transformation in cricket. You've been talking transformation in soccer, rugby everywhere, not soccer, but rugby. Has, has it worked for us? And again, the second question will be, what, what is the missing link in our uh, Proteas now compared to then Proteus who once reached the finals of the World Cup, uh, the, the Proteas who we used to love of the Croniers, the Pollock, the Alan What What's the missing link? Because now they are paying they are paid more. The uh, so many sponsors on board. Thank you. All right. I, I think
2: transformation um, was necessary f- by legislation. We had to push it. We had to move it forward. I can remember in I think it was 1998. We were playing the West Indies, and I was part of a board that, for the first time, came out of the policy that you couldn't have an all-white team. And that was a start, and it had to be done. And the downside of it is that the first casualty of that policy was my nephew Adam Bacher. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> but I'm you know. glad to say that my family still talked to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Herschel Gids came in as called it the uh, black colored player. Mm. Uh, in 2019, look, I think we've done well. Um, I think the process was slow, but I think we are seeing the benefits of that push. And I think back against. 12 months ago when we played Australian Port Elizabeth our bowling attack was all black Mm -hmm. and it was there on merit Um, and I was quite disappointed that nobody in this country no media person said hold on look what's happening here our four top bowlers playing for South Africa on merit uh, two were Africans
0: Mm.
2: one was Indian and was colored so we've come a long way and I I just hope that, you know, and there was talk some year, year ago that there's still got to be quotas in the national team. I mean, that's gone. That's passed. I don't think any of us are worried about that. When I see our South African team there, it's there on merit and reflects the different peoples of the country, and I think it's deserving of all our support. With regard to the national team at the moment, um, the boning's good, the the problem is the batting it's you know it's it's not consistent uh, it is a problem um, and i think that was worries me i mean the two best one day teams i think we've had was firstly the one by the late hansi cronier in the late 90s you know we had that extraordinary game in Birmingham in the world cup semi final i was there mm. where we tied we were the best team in the world then mm. alright we didn't get in the final And then I think AB's team in in 2015, uh, when we lost to New Zealand, that was a very good team now. This team is not as good, but that doesn't mean to say you can't win the World Cup. Uh, You need to have a bit of luck. uh, You need to have good fortune. And you need some key players to really have extraordinary achievements in a World Cup for you to win that World Cup. So I think we're not there yet. Our batting's not consistent. But I do believe we have an outstanding captain in du Plessis. He's a people's person. You can see it on the field. He's got the respect of all the players and let's hope that when the World Cup starts in England in June that the team can rally behind him and bring glory to our country. For sure.
0: Keep those calls coming in on 891 SMSs SMS is on four oh nine three eight. WhatsApp voice notes on O six one four one oh four one oh seven. Before the break, Dr. Bacher, you mentioned uh the rebel tours during your time, and uh, there were a lot of rebel tours at that time and you were heavily involved. At the time, how did you think that would help the situation um or the cricket in the country?
2: I think it looked like there were three reasons. You know, we were isolated in 1970. I was captain of that national team. Um, And as the 70s progressed, we were still hoping we could get back into world cricket. And we had one particular visit to the UK uh, where the English cricket authorities were straight with us. They said, listen, chaps, um, if we play you people, India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, the West Indies, we're not players. It's not possible. I'm sorry until apartheid goes there'll be no international cricket for you I thought and so did some of our fellow administrators that apartheid would be there for life and therefore we'd be banned for life and how wrong we were because you know with the unbanning of the ANC and as I came into close contact with people like Steve Schwetti Tommy and Becky they tell me that even though they were in Roman Island They all knew, they were convinced that apartheid would come to an end. And so they were right. So we were wrong in that assessment. And the third point was that cricket was stagnating. Mm. Uh, Same players, the same faces, the crowds were losing interest. So we went on that route. I have never denied that I was very much involved in it. On reflection, and I think back during the Mike Gatting tour, Mm when you know d- demonstrations were allowed, provided a peaceful freedom of expression was allowed, freedom of movement was. And I saw for the very first time the abhorrence, the utter rejection of those tours by the majority of people in this country. For the first time, it hit me. And all I could say now that on reflection, if I'd known more about the political Scenario at that point in time, personally, I would have thought twice about those particular tours. But you know, there was a good side to it. The late Chris Makadoosh, who yeah. was head of the Southern Cricket Board, uh, we then united, and he once said to me, Ollie, you know, and he went public about it, you know, Ali, it caused you personally a lot of hurt, trauma, but you know, it was a good thing because what it showed that you can never have a tour into South Africa unless the majority of people are supportive. So that that gave me some degree of comfort but for me it was a very traumatic experience. Mm. Um, I can recall that after we shortened that particular tour, I lost my confidence for the first time in my life. I used to go home at lunchtime, pull out the plug of the telephone which I've never done in my life. And you know the savior was for me? was the late Friedrich von Zell Slobbert, who mm. I knew well. And what had happened was that the ANC were now coming back into South Africa, and they had the first ever, call it, conference meeting mm. between business leaders in the ANC in Johannesburg. And I think it was a Wednesday. Von Zell Slobbert phoned me at 10 o'clock of the night, and he said, Oli, uh, I want you to go down to indonsani on Friday. And meet Steve Schwetti. And I said to him, who's he? <laughs> he explained to me who he was. And I went down on that Friday night. Uh, a great friend of mine, Robbie Mazel, who lives here, gave me his driver. I went in the sarnie. I was given a dress to meet Steve. Uh, he was late by an hour. Because I think he went to see his father. He wasn't well. He walked in. This tall gentleman, thick-rimmed glasses. Uh, he sat down on a couch. He was very tall, and th- the seat that I was sunk. Wow. So he was perched over me. <laughs> and I can't remember what I said to him. I spoke for about 45 minutes. <laughs> and, and he was know, just listening to you. And he listened, and he listened. And when I stopped, he put out his hand to me, shook my hand, and he said, Ollie I'll support you. Mm. And he never stopped supporting me. And he saved me. There can be no question. Mm. He saved me by the fact that, you know, we had, had, uh, that's what the ANZ said, but I think they believed in me and he believed in me. And we started a whole movement whereby initially he was a key person in the unification of South African cricket. He really was so respected and adored by, people in the South African Creed, the South and board, he became almost a legend in our fraternity. Everybody loved and adored him. Mm. And I had the privilege of going twice with him on overseas tours. Twice to London and twice to the World Cup. And, uh, you know, our friendship grew and he came to two of my t- children's weddings. He often came on Friday night to my house for dinner. Oh. And it's really a sad, sad moment for South African sports, this country, that he died so early in his life.
0: And he was the first minister of sport under the ANC government. At, during that rebel tour, Dr. Bacha, at which stage did you decide that you would call off the tour? Was that after consultation with the National Sport Congress? I understand it was headed by a certain Mr. Ngonde Balfour.
2: We, we met in, in Nandi. Um, I think what became apparent to me that there was a game at the Wanderers Cricket Stadium. And as I said to you, uh, demonstrations were permitted. And I got very, very anxious The team was due to go to Cape Town the following day. And there was, I think, real stories that were truthful that um, the anti-apartheid demonstrators had bought thousands of tickets. They were going to invade that pitch. And I got fearful for the first time that somebody could get killed here. Mm. And it just became apparent to me that we had to call it off. Um, And that was the start of a process um, that led ultimately to, not necessarily the termination, a shortening of the tour. There was give and take from both sides. And that was the end of Rebel Tours. And I think it started a new dawn in the history of South African cricket.
0: And we've actually got Mr. Ngonde Balfour on the ah. line joining this conversation. He worked very close with Dr. Bacha yes. before and after he became the sports minister. Minister Balfour, good evening. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM again. Sir. We appreciate your time. Mr. Balfour, can you hear us? Okay, we're going to try and get him on a better line there. I can hear there's somebody on the other side, but we can't hear him. Dr. Bacher, you, you also then, I don't, I'm i not sure if I can say rejuvenated or actually introduced development cricket uh, to the townships. Were you behind those Baker's Mini Cricket activities that all of us took part in?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and, and what was the purpose of those clinics? And do you realize its impact? Because even up until
2: this day, people still talk about the Baker's Mini Cricket. We used that product to take cricket for the first time into black townships and for the first time to get the youth in those townships interested in the game of cricket because the product, it was short, it was fun, and everybody could participate, and it lasted one and a half hours. So the kids loved it, mm. and that was the start of which became an avalanche of interest by black kids in the townships. The first sponsorship by Bakers, I think they gave us 50,000 rand over uh, three years. And then I wanted to take it nationally. So I went to Durban, this chief executive. Um, The name will come back to me in a moment. And I said, look, it's it's such a good product. I'd like it to go nationally. I think we're gonna need a bit more money. And he was a short chap, <laughs> and he was smoking a pipe. And he said to me, "Oli, how much do you want? I said, a million rand over three years. A lot of the, money the, at that time? <laughs> oh, this gentleman got up. He nearly swallowed his pipe. He nearly choked. <laughs> anyway, he gave us half a million rand, and it got it to three-quarter million rand. And the most wonderful thing about Bakers Mini Cricket, because they sponsored for 28 years. Hmm. We never had a signed agreement with them. Never. After three years, we'd sit down, Ali, how much do you want? We need this. We'd compromise, shake hands, and that's the way it was. So they were an extraordinary sponsor. And and I think the growth uh, in the townships and amongst the black community, a lot could be due due to a most wonderful company.
0: Definitely. We've got Mr. Ngonda Balfour back on the line. Mr. Balfour, good evening sir. Thank you for joining us on SAFM.
2: Good morning. How are you? Fine. How are you, my friend? How are you?
1: Uh, we come a long way.
2: Absolutely. Where and do you we come from?
1: call each other friends.
2: Absolutely. N- Nandi was a very key player in the unification South African cricket. Early times, it was difficult times, but he was a key player there um, with a couple other people to make sure that the unification worked. It was a true unification and was there for betterment of all cricket lovers of this country.
0: Mm. And for you, Mr Balfour, when did you first cross paths with Dr Bacher? Oh,
1: let, let me list that by this. Um, Ali is, 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 is a little bit wrong, not totally wrong, in saying I was in the unification talks. But Steve, who loved Ali, for Steve Threat, Yes, loved Ali. Thank you. Because they, can, they could talk. We followed in the footsteps of great men. In in the beginning we used to say no normal sport in a normal society. Mm. Isolation days were difficult. Not only for one side, for all sides. And uh, I'm, I'm I'm just coming to the Mike Getting Tour, which mm. he talked about. I was listening the whole time to conversation. I mean Alice by the way. Um That's mm. where I learned my cricket. Ed again. That's where I I I, I, I learned cricket. Mm. Um so the marketing was difficult. We we went to London to try and stop it. Great. We were three. But We came back thinking, no, they are going to stop this thing. But it didn't. Mike Getting and his team were just coming. We got two players to pull out of that tour. And uh, as Ali says, it started and it had to be abandoned. Hmm. One of the things that I take my hat off to Ali during those talks, which were very, very tough, Ali always showed a cool of um, um, imposure. Even though we went there very angry to some meetings with Joe Pamensky, who was also not so bad, we thought Ali is will be on our side at some stage, and he did. He was on our side, so when he calls me a friend, I take it in a very humble way. That is because good to hear. it was tough, tough, tough. Mm. Um, and then, when we got the unification together, one of the things I always, always remember was that we said the South of an emblem is the. Big protea flower. That's why the cricket team called the proteas. Ali worked with us to do that. Unlike other codes. I'm not going to mention that, but it's a long story. (laughs)
0: But loud and clear I can hear you there Mr. Ngonde Balfo. Exactly what you're trying to say We just need to take a quick break And we'll continue the conversation For those who've just joined us We are catching up with Dr. Ali Baka, And we are joined on the line By former Minister of Sport Mr. Ngonde Balfo. And you can call us on 0891-104-207 Let's have the conversation 0891-104-207 and John has called us from Deb. And John, good evening. Thank you for joining the conversation.
4: Good evening. Good evening. Hello.
0: Hello, how are you? Is that Sully?
4: Right. Ali. Hi. Len Bowman. Carry on. Was, wasn't it Len Bowman from Baker's?
2: Oh, the name uh, you were looking no, for? Lou. It was Lou. Lou. Most marvelous man. Lou Halbrod. That was him.
4: Oh, Helbron! Oh, okay. He need, he's nearly, choked, he nearly choked. He nearly
2: choked on his pipe. I'll never <laughs> forget it. Okay,
4: but Len is still around. Dad, Lou Halbron, He's still alive.
2: Months. I met him about nine months ago in Cape Town, had coffee with him. Okay,
4: and the other one is, you you mentioned the first
2: thing. What about Passmore? Well, Judd Passmore uh, did some extraordinary good work. Um, in mainly in in right. and, and some other black townships, uh, he was a fantastic person. Uh, he invited to me to the late '60s to come to to couple of the couple of the uh, clinics and programs that he was developing. There, most marvelous man. He was. Well, just
4: what was the name of that that fellow who went to play for England? Gee, I'm getting old. I can't remember.
2: Play for England? Yeah,
4: chap from Cape Town. Couldn't play for the. Uh, Basil. For the Basil, the, Basil de Oliveira.
2: Sorry. Basil de Oliveira.
4: That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, he, he was a more... No.
2: No. He had nothing to do. a Nah. Nah.
4: Yes, he was.
2: I don't think
0: so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, John in Devon. Thanks for that. We've also got Suli. That's called us from Devon. Suli. Good evening. Thanks for joining us.
3: Good evening to you, uh, sir, uh, and to Ali Bakker. Man, it's a honor speaking to Ali Bakker. Welcome on the show. Thank you, uh, uh, Mr. Ali Buck, I followed you from all all the time, and and uh, uh, Mr. Belfort there, and Um uh, Thank you for bringing the Bakers cricket, and you had a good career, man. I, to me, you're a legend. And m- my thing is, m- my message to you is: uh, hope you stay in in know into the in, in the cricket field, like uh, don't just leave us, you know.
2: Okay, well, it's, it's going see. to be difficult. I'm turning seventy-seven in May, <laughs> <laughs> but you're still a bit involved
0: because you were involved with Sascock there, so that's good uh, to know that you're still uh, getting yourself busy. We still have uh, Mr. Nguna Balfour on the line, Mr. Minister. Before we let you go, what's what's your message to Dr. Bacha as a friend and as a colleague uh, that you've mentioned so many times when we've spoken to you?
1: About about um, let me mention two things quickly. Mm. Um, I mentioned the of Ambulance because he agreed with us at the NSC. And we appreciated that. Then the Hansi Kronjea thing happened. Hmm. Uh, I used to call that young man, Captain, my Captain. He helped. Hmm. Dr. Pacha helped. No, he was not happy, <laughs>
0: but hmm. he had. That's another moment. That's another moment, Doctor Bacha, <laughs> That must sh- have shaped your life. You can see how emotional um, Mr. Balfour is getting. The Hansi Cronier saga. How tough was that period? And what was the most difficult aspect of that saga to deal with? Was it being let down by Hansi? Was it the reaction from the international community, or was it the shame that it brought to the sport that you
2: so dearly loved? You know, when I think back to um, Minister Ronnie Balfour was there, he was at the key with me. Uh, it was just, um, how can I describe it, a moment in your life, a period in your life that you believe would could never, ever have happened. Um, and during that period, I think there was one particular phone call that I'll never forget because it was for the late Hansi Cronier, he phoned me and he's and he spoke to me and he just sounded so terrible uh, his life had been destroyed, his family you know, had been destroyed and uh, when I dropped, when I put down that telephone, I'll tell you what my heart sank uh, Say so he erred, he erred badly he acknowledged this and you know, ultimately, it was so tragic that, at a young layoff knife, you know, if he, he died in this car accident. But w- what I just want to say this about a difficult period. We should also remember there were some wonderful people in the NSC, yeah. uh, Moleki George and Toby Tomzashi. They really also were key players in the unification of South African cricket. And Nandi, let me say to you, I appreciate so much your comments Uh, but you know Unification South African Cricket was a great success with all its problems we just got together we said look this has happened before it must never happen again let's go forward and let's unite South African Cricket and you were a very important player in that process and I can't thank you enough on behalf of South African Cricket because when you look today at at our national team or last week you watch the crowd composition at the Wanderers Stadium mm. there were 30,000 people there were there were coloreds there, there were Indians there were Jews there, there were blacks there they were Muslims and I had a look at this and I think if we achieve something we really have brought the r- Rainbow Nation together through the form of cricket mm, That is wonderful th- th-
1: Thanks Ali, just one last thing and I'm off the line now Sure. I'll be off the line.
0: <laughs> no problem.
1: We work together. Me, you, and Darlene, I remember my situation. We, we were in the situation. And Mac- my current situation
2: was one the My Mac-
1: Mac- Mac- of, the death. Mac- 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 of the death. Don't last, worked together with you. You came to my house in Alistair, and you worked on that. A week and a half ago, you phoned me, and said you are doing a documentary on Makai. was so, so bad. I'm off the line. I'm going
2: off the line. But I think it's important that uh, we were all involved with Makai with his problems, Mm. I had made contact long time ago with two new senior judges who were given the responsibility on an appeal case to look against the charge against Makaya. Because he was sentenced already? He was sentenced. They have both assured me both assured me that he was totally innocent of that charge. And to Makaya's absolute credit, I mean, that particular period would have destroyed anybody else, mm. but Absolutely. he he came back with determination, resilience, and they ended up getting 390 Test wickets for South Africa. Absolutely. and becoming Absolutely. one of our greatest ever bowlers. Well, Makai, you de, you deserve every praise and credit for your Absolutely. achievement, and so Absolutely. and so
0: do you, Mr. Minister Apalfor. Thank you very much for joining the conversation. We in appreciate course, the in inf- insight that you give us. Latin.
1: Uh, i
0: Doctor oh we've got Donald that's called us from Secunda. Donald, thank you for holding on. Good yes, evening. Yes
4: guys. Uh, good evening. Good evening. Uh, um I wanna just say thank you to the old man there. Um i, 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 I well, which old man? <laughs> <laughs> the
2: the minister or myself, which one? they
4: The very young man right next to you. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to find out whether you've got a book. I think you should uh, uh things like this should be tabulated and they can be you know, spread around and read this is excellent news for South Africa and you know such conquests need to be celebrated and we need to hear more about people like you. And um I hope some of our leaders now and those in, 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 in those in, in all those faculties of sports are, are, are drawing from your from your work and actually working hard because sports as as uh, uh, President Manila said he was the biggest unifier in the world. Absolutely. And, uh, we need people like you. Thanks, and Donald. Um, just thank, saying thank you. Didn't Roddy
0: Hartman do a biography? Yeah, it was published in 2004. Yes, the life of Dr. Ali Bacha. Yeah, yeah. I I remember that, Dr. Alebaka. I want to run some names past you, but before that, I just want you to tell us the story about the 1992 World Cup. After you and Steve Chuet had gone to London to negotiate for South Africa's readmission, I actually read this a couple of days ago while preparing for the interview that South Africa was actually not supposed was not part of that 1992
2: World Cup, and even the fixture list was already drawn until Madiba came into the picture. Right. What had happened? I went to London and I met for the first time. Clive Lloyd, the legendary, West famous Indian. West Indies cricketer and captain, and I brought him out to South Africa, primarily to motivate the kids in the township. And he phoned me one day and he said, "Ollie, I want to see Mr. Mandela." So I phoned Steve, and the next morning it was arranged. So we go. Now it was in Shell House, top floor. Uh, and there's a big crowd there, and they tell me there are a lot of journalists from Sweden come to interview Mr. Mandela for the first time so the door opens and there's Mr. Mandela and I see him for the first time mm. this is August 1991 okay so he sees Steve he sees me and club he sees the three who come in so we come in there the journalists follow and he just speaks to me in particular for two minutes and he must have been told something about the township program. Mm-hmm. He spoke lovely, lovely, keep it up, very good, take cricket to the black kids. And then one journalist from Sweden said to him, Mr. Mandela, what about South Africa playing in the World Cup? And he said, of course, <laughs> they must play. That was it. <laughs> it went round the world. The next day I got a phone call from the president Sri Lankan Cricket. We're going to have an emergency meeting. We all flew to Dubai.
0: Whoa.
2: Uh, the meeting lasted 45 minutes and that was it. And we went to the World Cup. And that was the extraordinary, unprecedented power, you could pour it. Or, of
0: Madiba. Of Madiba. Oh, wow. I want to run a few names past you. And I just want to find out what do you think uh, when I mention these names. Some of them you've interviewed on your very successful and wonderful program called In Conversation are uh, worth Sachin Tendulkar.
2: Sure. Look, one of the greatest cricketers the world's ever seen. But the most important thing about Sachin is that he's down to earth. um, His feet's on the ground. He's respectful. Um, If you phone him, and I do have his private phone number, he'll phone me back in a second. Um, You know, he's just such a decent human being. He's. It's almost like he's from a different planet. And you must try and understand, in India, he's more than a legend. Yeah. There was a time in his life he couldn't leave his flat because he'd be mobbed wherever he wanted to. But uh, I've never seen him lose his cool. Um, he's one of the greatest batsmen, I said the world has ever seen. And just such a wonderful, wonderful person. Uh, I adore him and I really appreciate that our close friendship over many many years great brian lara brian lara a different personality <laughs> um west indian of course <laughs> west indian um, captain of the west indies three times so i think that tells a story uh, um, a great batsman Ooh. those two that's uh, sashi and brian lara certainly since the time that we came back into world cricket, the two best batsmen of that period. Who was the best? Uh, I think Sachin. Uh but it's interesting, the Australians, if you speak to people like Ian Chappell, they think Brian Laura might be a bit better them. But, look, you're talking about greatness. You know, you're not talking about good players. You talk about batsmen who come once in 30 years, just something special, a genius. Mm. And uh, I've seen Brian Lara play, and boy, he could play, no question about it. Finally, you, you said you ended your
0: administration career in 2003, and that was when we hosted the Cricket World Cup. You were the director. You were basically in charge of that World Cup. Uh, you must have come full circle there. How was that occasion? How was
2: that moment for you, Dr. baka And what was your exact role? Well, firstly, we were given that responsibility by the International Cricket Council, and I decided in 2000 that you know, that it's time for me to move on after the World Cup, so I made a decision, I went public I would have had 22 years running South African cricket I cherish every moment of it, but there comes a time your body tells it's time to move on and I remember in 1974, same thing and I had 14 years of first-class cricket, my body, my bones told me to move on so this was a wonderful opportunity and I had a great team. Um, I think it's said that it might have been one of the best World Cups organized. Look, I don't know. But uh, I just took great pride that we were putting together an event, a spectacle that the world saw, but was organized and produced by a South African team. The
0: other name I wanted to run past you was Kaya Majola. We've heard so much about him growing up.
2: Ten years. I'll tell you what, Kaya. You know when, and, and Nandi will tell you, when we had unification of cricket, the first thing they wanted, they wanted one of the representatives to come with me and work on the development program, taking cricket to the black people, and they sent Kaya, and he came up to the Wanderers where our officers were, and he was inexperienced, he had no confidence, but you know what? My door was open, and every day he would come in, and we'd talk about cricket and he developed so well that within three four years he ran the program not me anymore mm. the sponsors loved him he was a fantastic person i think in ten years only once we had an argument disagreement mm. loss of thirty seconds uh... Um, and tragically you know he died of cancer i think it was two thousand uh, so we miss him terribly i'm still in contact with his family. Um, great sporting family. Great, great sporting family. His father, according to Steve, the late uh, Majora, was killed in a car accident in the 50s. And Steve tells me then that when border Rugby played against Eastern Province in the township, they'd have crowds of 20,000. Yes. And Steve knew his rugby. And he said, Kai's father was better as a fly-off than Keith Oxley. And people who f- followed white rugby will know that Keith Oxley was a great Springbok fly half. But Steve said, listen to me, that major father, he could play and he was a great fly half. Great sporting family.
0: And you've been a great guest, Dr. Ali Bacha. Thank you very much for giving us your time. I'll end with this tweet from Zico Smith who says, Baker's cricket was the best. I will never forget the year when they came to our primary school in the Northwest to give us cricket equipment. And I think that's the impact that you have in most of us. That's when we fell in love with the games. We used to look forward to those days on a Saturday morning when a combi would come and they would give us free t-shirts and would play cricket <laughs> the whole morning. Even got something to eat and got some biscuits too. And on the SMS line, Jack from Albertin says, an invigorating." discussion. I listen so attentively and passionately to Dr. Ali Bacha. Great work as always. Thank you very much, Dr. Bacha.
2: I'm going to phone tomorrow the CEO of Baker's. Mm -hmm. He's in his early 90s. He lives in Cape Town. I'm going to phone him and tell him the praise that he and his company got Mm -hmm. tonight. Great.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Great stuff. And we'll send him a podcast of the interview. We'll put it up on our social media platforms. But that is all the time that we have. And before we go, let me give you a quick cricket update. And as usual, they uh, don't show the score when you want to look at the score. But I can uh, probably check it on. Okay, there it is. 133 for one. The Proteas in the 14th over of the first T20 international against Pakistan. They are playing this one at Newland. So 133 for one in the 13th over there. And that's where we will live it.